up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Friday, January 29th, 2021, our final show of the very dreadful month of January. Usually, what it usually gets better after this, right? January, kind of one of the, the, the lower periods of the year. Hopefully, I don't know. Last year, it sure as hell didn't. Hopefully, it will this year. And we got news today, guys. We, we got a solid amount of news, and I teased this at the end of Wednesday's show. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? The Tigers made a signing. This was on Tuesday night. I believe they made this move, and I believe they made it official on Wednesday morning. Wilson Ramos, catcher formerly with the, he played for the Twins for a little bit, then spent uh, uh, the prime of his career in Washington with the Nationals, spent a year with, a year plus with the Tampa Bay Rays, a little bit of time with the Philadelphia Phillies, and the last two years was with the New York Mets. So he's gotten around. Two-time All-Star, made an All-Star team in 2016 where he received MVP votes and won a Silver Slugger, was an All-Star as a late in into his career as 2018 when he was 30 years old. Going to be 33 this season. It's a one-year, $2 million deal. A lot of people really down on this signing, and I get it. There are so many things about this signing that are disappointing. Mainly, there were probably there was at least one better catcher on the market in Riamuto that you didn't reach out to. He's going to be 33 years old this year. One of the issues I've brought up with previous signings like Francisco Liriano or Jordy Mercer, Josh Harrison, is you're signing a lot of these guys who are in the twilight of their career. Even if they give you a good season, the return you may get back at the deadline if you do decide to sell is not much because these guys are aging. And you have another example of this with... Wilson Ramos. With that said, I'm not as down on it as some other people are. Now, yes, in 2021, this isn't 1950 anymore when soda pop cost five cents. In 2021, for your starting catcher by to be paid $2 million, and it's not some guy who came up through the minor league system, it's a free agent. For a free agent starting catcher to be getting paid $2 million, especially when you have an owner that is as, as rich as Chris Illich is, that is embarrassing. That's really sad. And the league is laughing at Detroit, and they have been for several years, and they're going to continue to because the team is awful. But in terms of guys who are going to be starting catchers this season, I kind of think you could do a lot worse. Honestly, like, let's let's look at Wilson Ramos's four-year stretch from 2016 to 2019. 808 OPS, 62 home runs, 258 RBIs. Like I said, he, he was an all-star for two of those seasons. Last year in 45 games, didn't have a great year. Didn't have a great year at all. 45 games, 684 OPS, a 239 average, five home runs, only a 297 on base percentage. He doesn't get on base a ton. And for this year's team, it's not some amazing signing. He doesn't make this team that much better. He takes them from what, like a 100 lost team to a 98, 97 lost team. So I do get the frustration. But there are positive elements to this signing. And I feel weird. My initial reaction was, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to rip Illich for this signing. And, and I'm disappointed by it. I'm disappointed they're not aiming higher. But this guy's he's not bad. He'll start opening day. He, he, in 2019, he had a 2.2 war, which is higher than anyone else has put up on this team over the last several years in terms of catchers. And I guess that's kind of an invalid argument, to be honest with you. I, I guess that is the one argument that I've seen some people make that I don't think is fair, which is, well, he's he's going to be the best catcher on the roster. Okay, sure. But like by default, like a, a, a wooden block and the guy who played the smoking man on the X-Files would make a better catcher duo 
than Jake Rogers and Grayson Griner. So to be like, oh, he's going to be the best catcher on the roster, that's that doesn't really mean much. There is one element of this signing that I do think is solid, because ultimately, Wilson Ramos will not add much to this year's team, sadly, and that should be the goal right now. They've been terrible for four years. They should be spending more money. I, I completely sympathize and empathize with every person who is angry by a signing like this, but I do also think you have to take it on a case-by-case basis. You can't just look at every cheap contract they've handed out and say that's a bad deal because it's cheap. I praised the, the scope and Crone signings, and I ripped the Ivan Nova signing because those that he was a guy who didn't have a ton of upside, and guess what? He was garbage for him. I ripped the Matt Moore signing. I wasn't crazy about the Tyson Ross deal. There's certain deals that I have criticized, and, and I've hammered home my criticism about this current administration with Illich, with Avila at the helm, but there's been a few that I've been so-so about. Very so-so about the Robbie Grossman deal. I'll be honest, I like this deal more than I like the Robbie Grossman deal, because I think if you are building a farm system around young starting pitching, it is important that you have a catcher who knows what he's doing, who isn't just a complete flatline, which is what they've had over the last several years, and there's one element to the signing that I do think can be a major positive. Wilson Ramos is a good defensive catcher. Caught some great pitchers, caught some no-hitters, 6.1 career defensive war, has had a positive D-War in every season of his career, except for 2017 when he was with the Rays that season. He had a negative defensive war of 0.1, so it was barely in the negatives. Good game caller. The arm isn't as strong as it used to be, but still capable of keeping runners off the base paths, which I think has been an issue over the last several years. Not to say that stealing is is an art form that is still prevalent in baseball. It's kind of a dying breed, but I do feel like within the last several years, whether it be because of the pitchers or the catchers behind the plate, certain teams have taken advantage of that weakness and stolen a fair amount of bases on Detroit. I don't think we're going to have that with Wilson Ramos as catcher. This is a signing that does very little to help the 20 21 Detroit Tigers. And for that reason, I completely understand why people people are so angry. I wish they were aiming higher. But for the future, I will view this as a mild net positive. Never a home run, but I don't know, sometimes you get hit in the head with a pitch. I'll call it that. Getting on base if him being on this team, his leadership, his defensive capabilities help the process of some of these young pitchers as they adjust to life at the major league level. If that if that happens with with him behind the plate and Chris Fetter as the pitching coach, if they can help move these young minor league pitchers transition into solid major league pitchers, I'll look back on the signing and say, you know what, maybe for one year they kind of knew what they were doing. It is disappointing because I want I want them to aim higher. I want them to have a good team or a competitive team this year. They won't. They aren't going to. And, and in, in many ways, this is a signing that is kind of pathetic. But it's pathetic because they aren't doing anything else. It won't help the team at all in the short run, but it could potentially help them in the long run. And I know I'm really contradictory here. I know I'm really going against what a lot of people think. A lot of people hate this signing. I don't. I can't say I love it, but there's part of me that understands it. Now, in a previous administration with Mike Illich and Dabrowski at the helm, we wouldn't be talking about a signing like this. They would have gone out, they would have dished out the money for Riamuto or one of the better catchers on the market, and everyone would be excited. But that, unfortunately, is not the era that we're in. And maybe I've just been beaten down so much that I'm not championing but I'm viewing this signing as a so-so 5 out of 10 deal, whereas some people seem to be viewing it as a flatline 2 out of 10 contract. And you know what? If he doesn't produce, then I'll come on here and say that I was wrong and it was a terrible deal. But for the most part, he's been 
pretty consistent throughout his career, especially dating back to, say, 2016 when he had his best season. So we'll see. I'm not crazy about it, but I don't hate it either the way that I've hated some other Illich signings. Uh, So that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame news. Obviously, a lot of controversy regarding the fact that nobody got selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame for the 2021 class. We'll talk about that when we come back. See you in a second. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back, everybody. So the big controversy that went down on Tuesday night was the Hall of Fame Voting was announced, and nobody made it in in the class of 2021. A lot of controversy surrounding certain players. I've talked about this a little bit before, but I'll talk about it again. Uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, to me, are guys that, in my opinion, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They are guys that I do think one day the Veterans Committee will vote them in. There is a clear point in their careers in which you can say that they began to cheat, and before they did cheat, they were already... Hall of Fame players. I understand the principle of it. I do, but I think enough time has passed now that you can look at these guys' careers as a whole and say, you know what, they were Hall of Famers even before the scandal, even before the steroids. But the big controversy coming out of this one is that Kurt Schilling did not get voted into the Hall of Fame. And people feel very strongly about this. I guess for people who don't know, Kurt Schilling, huge MAGA guy, huge Trump guy, but even more so than that, has displayed abominable behavior in the past, not just running that video game company he had into the ground, but sexism, anti-Semitism, a grade A chowderhead, Kurt Schilling. And I need to lead off with that. Kurt Schilling 
is a moron. And I, I adamantly, adamantly disagree with many of the things he said about women, many of the things he said about Jewish people, many of the things he said about Muslims and Arabs. I, I think there's a lot of despicable behavior that he has displayed. And baseball all of a sudden is pulling out the whole character clause thing. That's why he hasn't been voted in. Because of the character clause, we want to have good people in the Hall of Fame, yada, yada. Not a good guy. With that said, Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. Kurt Schilling is arguably the greatest postseason pitcher of all time. Kurt Schilling won a ton of games. Kurt Schilling struck out a ton of batters. The dude was ice cold in big moments. He has a Hall of Fame resume. He should be in. That character clause nonsense is a trump card. No no pun intended there. I didn't didn't even mean to do that. But it's a trump card that people pull out when they're too butthurt to vote a certain player that they don't like into the Hall of Fame. It is not the job of the writers. It is not the job of the Baseball Hall of Fame to vote in the best people possible. Ty Cobb was a miserable person in the Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Famer. I don't like Kurt Schilling at all, but if we're talking on-the-field performance, the guy never cheated during the steroid era, was money in the postseason, and won a ton of games, and had a great ERA. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, he hasn't done himself any favors with his behavior, and two, he's also been really weird and inconsistent with how he feels about this. Because I remember several years ago, back when I listened to Barstool religiously, he did an interview on Pardon My Take, and I know a lot of people kind of you know go, oh, Barstool, whatever. Pardon My Take's a pretty good podcast, and those guys are good interviewers. And he said himself, I don't believe that I'm a Hall of Famer. Okay, fine. If you don't think that you meet the criteria, that's okay. But don't get upset when you don't get voted in then. And he wrote this open letter. He's got one year left on the ballot, or did have one year left on the ballot, and wrote this open letter saying, I don't believe I'm a Hall of Famer, but I'm going to take myself off the ballot for my final year next season. I'm going to wait for the Veterans Committee to come around on me because those are people whose opinions I actually care about. You can't start that letter by saying, I don't believe I'm a Hall of Famer. Because if you don't believe, then don't complain when you don't get voted in. End of story. If you don't think you're a Hall of Famer, if you don't believe you meet the criteria, shut up. Like, I I hate when people do that, when they do the whole, I don't care, but I totally care and I'm going to complain about how I'm not in. And not to mention, this, it just shows how thick this guy is. He has one more year on the ballot. He needed 16 votes. He was probably going to get 16 more votes. A year from now, with the passage of time, people are going to come around and probably would have voted him in anyway. But he just he wasn't thinking about that. He's, he strikes me, and I've never met the guy. I don't know him personally, right? But he strikes me as a guy who's like extremely impulsive. If he just kept quiet and said, well, it's disappointing. I'd like to get voted in. I think I should be in. He'd probably get voted in next year. 14 or 16 people would come around to voting for him. He had too good of a career not to make it. Now, look, ultimately, and he's going to have to sweat it out, and he'll have to wait a long time, and maybe given his behavior, maybe that's only fair, he'll make it at some point. I feel that way about a lot of guys. I feel that way about him. feel that way about Bonds. feel that way about Clemens. I feel that way about Lou Whitaker. Some of the other ones I'm not so sure, because guys like Sammy Sosa, in my opinion, are guys whose careers were made by steroids. McGuire is another kind of in-between one. We'll see what happens years down the road. But yeah, nobody voted in to the Hall of Fame for the class of 2021. The Hall of Fame is a a trigger for butthurt people. People, and I, I don't know, that's very immature for me to, to use that phrase, I guess, but people get really, really upset about Hall of Fame voting. They do. And, and I wouldn't say this upset me, but I also think that given the climate that we're living in, and I do understand it, it is difficult sometimes for people to be objective about how somebody performed during their careers as opposed to how they acted once they left 
the sport of baseball. I also think Pete Rose has kind of thrown everything out of whack because they, they use the character clause stuff for Pete Rose and act like it's because he bet on baseball. I, I'm not going to speculate, but I am under the impression that Pete Rose has done far worse things than bet on baseball, and I think that's the biggest reason why he wasn't voted in. Now, if you've done something completely heinous in your life, some something criminal, something awful, you've, you've murdered somebody, of course you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying everyone who had a great career should be voted in, and I think Kurt Schilling is, is, an, is a moron, but being a moron... I mean, there's a lot of people who wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if they were morons. But he's kind of, but he's kind of dug his grave here, and his response hasn't done him any favors. So that will do it for today's show. There'll probably be some controversy about what I'm saying here, and I, I just, I need to say, and people are gonna think I'm getting political again. I don't think Kurt Schilling's a good guy at all, at all. He said so many moronic things. He got himself fired from ESPN and fired from a few other companies for what he said. He's not a good dude, but the guy was money on the mound. That's what I'm saying. And if something gets dug up that says that Kurt Schilling committed some horrible, heinous crime in his past or when he was playing baseball or since he played baseball, I'd be the first one on here to say, you know what, screw it. But yeah, at at this point, the character clause does count. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I haven't found that from him yet, personally. And and I I hate to be sticking up for a guy that I don't like, but I, I care a lot about the Hall of Fame. I do. I think that the Baseball Hall of Fame is very sacred. It's more sacred than any other Hall of Fame. Like, the Basketball Hall of Fame is a joke. You know, Dennis Rodman, who, you know, good player, is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Guy averaged, like, five points a game. It's different in baseball. It is so much more difficult to make it in baseball. And I'm tired of these writers believing that they have some kind of civic duty, when in reality, you're you're voting on guys who played a kid's game. That's all it is. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, so that will do it for today's show. Uh, I... I'm not going to plug my Twitter anymore because I haven't tweeted and uh, I sent out one thing over a month ago, but I haven't really tweeted in almost two months. But you can follow this show on Twitter at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here on Monday. On Monday, I might even spend the entire show doing like that speed round where I just go over all the signings and trades that I missed. I'll talk about them, give them a grade. Looking forward to that, unless, of course, some other news breaks. But I will be right back here on Monday to discuss the continued hotness of the hot stove. Be right back here. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody, and go Tigers.